Shalom and welcome to the Jewish Mind, where the growth of modernity meets the timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism. Michael Jackson made famous a dance move invented by Jeffrey Daniel from the R&B group Shalamar called the Moonwalk. It is an interesting paradox in which the legs seem to be moving in a walking forward motion, while in truth the legs are actually moving the body backwards. Much of life seems to be us dancing the moonwalk, in which we are working, working, taking steps, planning, and setting goals to move forward. And nevertheless, our balance sheets in some, many, or most areas in our lives show that we haven't been moving forward, and in some areas, even moving backwards. In this lecture, we are going to explore the moonwalk on a mystical and spiritual level, from which we will learn to actually dance gracefully forward in life. Our Torah portion begins with God telling Abraham, Lech Lecha, simply translated as, Go for your sake, from your land, from your birthplace, and from your father's home. Literally, the words mean, Lech, go, Lecha, to you. From which Hasidus extrapolates that this is to be a journey in which Abraham is to travel to the core essence and to the full actualization of his being. In Hasidus, there are two different interpretations to the itinerary of this journey. One is called from above to below, and the other from below to above. In Kabbalah terms, these journeys speak of the ten emanations journey from the infinite light to the finite world. Thus, the three places on the verse's itinerary are referring to the three categories in the emanations. The first journey, from above to below. Me'artzacha, from your land, refers to the Hebrew etymology of Erech, which is ratzon, power of will, or rutz, run. Again, a reference to doing God's commandment willfully. Umamaladetcha, and from your birthplace, refers to the intellects, which are the parents of our emotions. Our mind, perception, and understanding is what creates our emotions of love, fear, compassion, etc. Umi betavicha, and from your father's home, refers to our emotions, which is the home, offspring of the parents, intellects. Thus, in this journey, we are journeying downward from the higher emanations to the lower emanations. So, too, in the teachings of Hasidus concerning the journey of the individual, we are journeying downward from our higher faculties to our lower faculties, from our power of will through our intellects into our tangible emotions. The second journey, from below to above, Ma'artzacha, from your land, refers to the tenth emanation, kingship, which is the final expression through our soul's garments of thought, speech, and action. Umimoladetcha, and from your birthplace, refers to the offspring, the emotions of the parents' intellects. Umibetavicha, and from your father's home, refers to the intellects, the parents, which give birth to the offspring of emotions. Thus, in this journey, we are journeying upward from the lower emanations to the higher emanations, from kingship to intellects. So, too, in the teachings of Hasidus, we are journeying upward from our lower faculties to our higher faculties, from our expression garments of thought, speech, and action through our emotions into our intellects. Simply speaking, there are two ways of becoming. 
One way begins with the desire in our power of will, which drives us into research and knowledge, then to practice, practice and practice, and transform us into becoming what we originally desired. The second way of becoming is through fake it until you make it. We begin with thought, speech and action, behaving the part, until our emotions fully open up and embrace the character we are portraying into our intellects in which our paradigm transforms and we become who we began faking to be. In our service to God, these two journeys represent Torah study and mitzvot observance. Torah study is from above to below form, in which God's word came from above to permeate our human mind here below. Mitzvot observance is where we take physical objects from here below, such as food, money, parchment, and buildings, and we elevate them into holy artifacts of spirituality and God's will. Note, in other teachings, even mitzvot observance is considered of the from above to below journey, for it is the word of God from above which defines a mitzvah. In those teachings, it is the service of prayer that is from below to above, service to God. Prayer, in its purest form, is simply asking God for our needs and primarily our physical needs. In the Rebbe's teaching, the Rebbe sets a doctrine that whenever there are two interpretations on one verse, they must be connected, for such is the infinite truth of Torah. So too in 1988, the Rebbe explores the three journeys of God's commandment to Abraham and thus to all Abraham's offspring. A. From above to below. B. From below to above. C. Bilateral movement. In addition to this exploration of the three journeys of service to God, the Rebbe also explores how these three journeys are reflected in the reward they produce when Mashiach comes, and God will reveal to us God's three journeys in His oneness with us. And with this, let our journey begin. The list of the mystical concepts we need to explore in order to understand this lecture is A. The reward of I will walks among you. B. Doubled letters, redemption and exponential double strength. C. The power of teshuva. D. Before the paradox begins. And E. The moonwalk. And let the amazement of Hasidus begin. Let us begin with the end, for through understanding the outcome of our service, we can understand what lies within our service. The verse in Leviticus speaks of the ultimate rewards in the world to come, which will be ushered in by Mashiach. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. Now in English, the word I use, walks, in the plural term, referring to God's double walking with us, doesn't make grammatical sense. However, the Hebrew wording of the verse, Vehesalachti, is interpreted by our sages to mean a continuous, consistent, and plural minimum of two walking. Thus, the verse is telling us that our ultimate reward is that the two journeys will become connected, one simultaneously, bilateral, and therefore ultimately infinite beyond any finite rules of form. Let us make this practical and tangible before we move on. What would this mean in our relationship with God? The greatest complexity within our lives, which often causes inner turmoil, is the antithetical drives of the spiritual and the physical, of the altruistic and the capitalistic, and of the selfless and the selfish. Why do they exist within us? 
The reason is because the macroscopic and the microscopic world is made up of this antithetical phenomena. From the very source process, there was the separation of the essence of light and the expression of light. And then within the expression of light, there was the separation of the infinite expression of light and the finite expression of light. From this process in the source was born in the universe that everything has a body and a soul, a life source and its casing. The journey of the soul is to bring heaven down to earth. However, the soul of man is called the candle of God, and a flame's nature is to yearn upward and not downward. The journey of the body is to bring earth up to heaven. However, the body's main ingredient is sand and earth, and its nature is to flow downward and not upward. Thus, the journey of life for each, the soul and the body, is counter-conventional, demanding of each to leave its comfort zone. Not only is it counter-conventional, but within each there is the double challenge. A. To travel its journey of life and fulfillment, and B. Not to travel in the opposite way of its journey of life and fulfillment. One more practical fact to point out is that when the soul from above is traveling further upward and the body from below is traveling further downward, the two will never meet and unite for inner peace. However, when the soul from above is traveling downward and the body from below is traveling upward, from the very start of their journey, they are each heading towards each other, and at some point, they will meet and truly unite as one. Let us now move forward with the lecture. To understand the double journey of, the, of life's Lech Lecha, we will introduce the concept of the five double letters of the Hebrew alphabet called Man Tzapach. Man Tzapach is five letters, Mem, Nun, Tzadik, Pei, and Chaf. These five letters have what we call final letters. So if any of these letters are found in the beginning or in the middle of a word, they are written in one form, while if they are found in the end of a word, they are written in another form. All other letters of the alphabet, alphabet, regardless of where they are found in the word, are written in the same form. Our sages upon our verse of God commanding Avraham to lech lecha teach us, and I quote to you this teaching concerning the doubled letters. Said Rabbi Eleazar, there are five doubled letters and all of them are the, for the terminology of redemption. The letter Chaf, with which Abraham was redeemed from Ur Kastim, as it states, Lech Lecha, from your land, etc. Now to understand this, the words Lech Lecha are each spelled Lamed and Final Chaf. Thus we find the letter Final Chaf used as a terminology of redemption. And so he goes on to prove that all the other four of doubled letters are the same. They all talk about redemption. I mentioned earlier that all of which we will experience in the times of Mashiach and the world to come are all brought about through our present work of service to God. Thus, if the redemption is that of double experience, double letters, then it must be brought about through a present service of double strength. It is important to understand that in the teachings of Kabbalah and of Hasidus, the definition of double is not twice the present quantity. That, in itself, is mystically seen only as the progressive growth of the first measurement, and not of a double strength. Thus, the service of God, referred to as double strength, is talking about an exponential strength which does not exist in the realm of the first measurement. 
what kind of service then is the service of double strength? Additionally, as I mystically explained the concept of double strength, we now understand that both journeys of from above to below and of from below to above are each journeys of single measurement. The double strength journey of life is an exponential service to God in which each of the journeys are unprecedented exponential to the point where they are both propelled into a realm of reality in which they, in which they both unite and are one journey with God. Thus we ask again, which is the service of double strength? Our sages often use the terminology of tshuva umasim tovim, repentance and good deeds. The question is that good deeds refer to mitzvot observance. So why do our sages set teshuva, repentance, as a prerequisite to good deeds? I mentioned at the opening of this lecture that the two journeys refer to Torah study from above to below and mitzvot observance from below to above. Both of these journeys are available to the righteous. However, the experience of teshuva, repentance, is not available to the righteous. So much so that our sages teach Mashiach is destined to bring the righteous to the experience of teshuva because prior to Mashiach, the righteous don't sin and therefore don't experience teshuva. The Talmud states, Rabbi Avahu said, In the place where penitents stand, even the full-fledged righteous cannot stand, as it is stated, Peace, peace upon him who is far and him who is near. Peace and greetings is extended first to him who is far, the penitent, and only thereafter is peace extended to him who is near, the full-fledged righteous. Thus we see from this teaching in the Talmud that Teshuva is a place where not only tzaddikim don't reach, they can't reach. It's not even within their potential. The reason for this unprecedented exponential strength of Teshuva lies in the Talmudic teaching, and I quote you a teaching. Rashlokish says, Great is repentance, as one's intentional sins are counted for him as merits, as it is stated, and when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. The righteous do not experience the darkness and distance of intentional sins, and its effect on the soul's infinite remorse and yearning for a oneness with God. Thus the righteous do not experience the exponential double strength of reward and oneness of transforming intentional sins into merits. Therefore, before the righteous can experience the infinite exponential double reward of Mashiach, Mashiach must first bring the righteous to a teshuva experience. This is why our sages set teshuva as a prerequisite to the two journeys of Torah study and good deeds. It is only the double strength of teshuva that can truly turn our deeds into pure divine goodness beyond the finite experience of humanitarian goodness. The time has come to wrap this lecture, this, wrap this lecture up. As we opened this lecture, I spoke about where the paradox began as from the very source process. There was a separation of the essence of light and the expression of light. The infinite light at any and every level is defined with clear distinction and separation between good and evil. This is why the infinite light cannot endorse nor empower for teshuva and its power of transforming evil into goodness. So too it is within the human being. 
All our external faculties and spirituality isn't where total surrender and absolute transformation of self can take place. For Teshuvah, we need to get beyond the paradox, which is not in the infinite light or in the infinite will. Rather, it is only within the essence, which is the master of will, to who all forms of will is equal and interchangeable. Thus, the very master of will that chose what is good and what is evil can now see how the person's experience with evil is the ultimate drive to an absolute transformation of self and oneness with God. So too it is with the human being. It is only the core essence of the soul that rises above any baggage of the past and is forever pure and one with God, possible of an absolute transformation of its past experiences and its environment. In closing, how does this not only change our spiritual experience of life, but our physical experience of life and all of our personal goals as well? I am no dancer in practice, but I am a dancer in my mind, my heart, and my soul. My daughters fluctuate between being mortified and being entertained by my dancing at the steering wheel when we get to red traffic lights. I'm going to connect with that dancer in me for a moment. The moonwalk, if it is to be a magical moment, demands to let go of which direction we are moving in, whether it is in a forward or backward direction. Yes, the dance, as every dance, demands well-practiced, precise feet movement. However, the ecstasy of the moonwalk asks of the dancer to leave the linear and to enter into the circular plane of reality. This is where the dancer of the moonwalk leaves the linear dimension of manipulation, manipulating the audience and enters into a humble, full expression of its infinite self. Now on a practical level, to free us from moving backwards in life as we are fighting to move forward and to reach our goals. We fail in life when we are trying to manipulate the journey, its experiences and its destiny. Life often becomes a journey of manipulating, accumulating, and conquering rather than a journey of fully experiencing and expressing our core essence divinity of self. There is a reason why truly successful people, not just those that are financially rich, but truly successful, happy, fulfilled people, each say that success depends upon the person enjoying what he is doing to the point that he loses all dimensions of time and space while he is working it. Often this experience comes after failure, when we need to really ask ourselves why are we still doing what we are doing. This is when the Teshuvah experience allows us to truly feel that we are doing what we are doing only because it is who we are and because it is the only place in which we feel alive with our core essence coming forth. Thus, practically speaking, let go and do the moonwalk without worrying in which direction it seems that you are moving. Just dance, dance, and dance the core essence dance of your soul, and then success is certain. Friends, modernity offers growth, and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solutions. Here, at the platform of the Jewish mind, is where modernity meets Judaism.